Greetings everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Bitchin' Festival Previews brought to you as ever by Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and everything in between. I am your host, Danny Randon, and I am very excited for, for several reasons, mainly because we are now counting down the mere days until I get to return to arguably my favourite festival on the planet. Of course, we are talking about 2,000 Trees, which is taking over Upcoat Farm in Gloucestershire once again later this week the 11th to 13th of July to be exact. Uh, the lineup this year is stacked and uh, in this podcast I'll be talking about just how stacked it is. Um, and as I have been doing on the last few Bitchin' Festival previews, I'll be doing it with the help of a couple of the bands that are playing this year. Uh, one of those bands has become a firm favourite among the Trees contingent over the last few years. That band is called Vukovi, um, who are returning to Bitchin' Brew after their debut appearance on last year's 2003 special. We recorded an excellent interview with them backstage. You can go back and listen to that now. I highly recommend you do. Um, I had such a fun time chatting with their with their two members, um, Janine Shillstone and Hamish Riley are their names. Um, I just had to kind of find an opportunity to get them back on the podcast as soon as possible. And because they are graduating to the main stage this year of 2000 Trees, uh, this kind of felt like the, the ultimate opportunity to get them back on. Um, the second artist that will be joining me for this Bitchin' Festival preview um, is another returning guest, actually. They've been on twice before, um, but they are always welcome back. And that person is Joey Ashworth, the uh, front person of I Told You I'd Eat You, a band who have been a frequent talking point on this podcast, really. And they're making their 2000 Trees debut this year. And I am stoked about that. I've been try- I've been hoping that they join the Trees lineup for so long now. Um, now, the format of this podcast... Um, um, I knew that because the lineup is so stacked for 2000 Trees this year, and that there's every possibility that I could have talked with my guest about it for around six hours. Um, as much as, as much as you know, I know that a lot of you are excited for Trees as much as I am. Um, making you listen to that would be, you know, a, an excessively big ask. So the way I've done it this time round is I asked each of my guests to pick five artists from this year's lineup and to kind of focus more on them. I, I really like doing the, this format, um, and I think I might do that for future Bitchin Festival previews because we've still got a few more to come over the summer. Um, my guests certainly. Did not disappoint with their picks. I'm really excited to get into this. Um, I'll be back on the tail end of this podcast to talk about my own uh, top five artists to see at Trees this year. Uh, but in the meantime, let's hear first from Joey Ashworth of I Told You I Would Eat. Short, short, short wouldn't teach me. I'm on the phone right now with uh, Joey Ashworth from I Told You I'd Eat You, a notorious Hello. bitch and brew regular at this point. Yeah, I, I, I live here. <laughs> well, I, I didn't do my, my research beforehand about this, but I think yeah. you might be, excluding Brad, obviously, because as, as of this year, he kind of became my co-host, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you might be the first ever member of the Three Timers Club. On bitch and brew. Whoa! Can I get a jacket? Um, you can. Yeah, we're 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 getting smoking jackets made. 
Perfect. Well, we, yeah, well, you got it. The, I mean, you may as well essentially be... Uh, this is going to be Brad, uh, bad for Brad to listen back to because, you know, it's going to be a horrible way to find out that I've got a new co-host for yeah, the podcast. Yeah, no, that, is, that is tough. I can break it to Brad if you like. Oh, yeah, okay, that would be great. I mean, he's probably listening to this right now, so sorry, Brad. Yeah, sorry, Brad. <laughs> Let you down, snakes you on this one. We are here to talk about uh, 2000 Trees. Um, yes, we are. Which you are playing with, I told you I'd eat you, uh, for the uh-huh. first time this year. Yeah, for the first time. I feel like this has been a long time coming, I'll be honest. Because I know you've done Arc Tangent before. Was it two years ago that you did Arc Tangent? Yeah, so we did Arc Tangent two years ago and then Truck last year. And I now understand that apparently that's quite common trajectory. Because, mm. like, you know, people in the scene you know, know each other and co-organise and stuff like that. So I think they try and make it so there's not too much crossover. So you sort of like do the same sort of slot three years three years in a row yeah. at those three festivals, and then you sort of start back at the beginning with a slot and go back up for three sort of thing. Well, it must be nice to know that you know while while you have waited a minute to to play at two thousand trees that you know all all eyes and ears are kind of on you now, especially now that you know Odeerism has been out in the. Um, been out in the the big wide world for a few months as well. So, um, so have you ever been to Two Thousand Trees as as a punter? I actually haven't. You know, like oh really? Of all these festivals, like I the only festivals I've ever been to, like camping festivals, was um, Octangent and Reading. Right. So whenever we go to a festival, I'm like a happy child because <laughs> like everything's new to me. It's all new and shiny and um... yeah, yeah. And, like, I quite like the first time you go to a festival, like, with Truck last year, the first time I got there was when we played it. So, like, I kind of got the, f- it felt like the full experience, because I was able to, like, sort of be a punter, because I was there for the whole weekend. But then also, like, you get to see behind the scenes and the, the little buggies they got. Oh, did you go in a buggy? Oh, literally, I was making up dumb excuses to go on the buggy by the end of Truck Festival. Yeah, I feel like 2000 Trees, I don't know, I've never been to Truck, so I don't know how those sort of, they, they sort of sides up against each other but um yeah. I, I don't think I think two thousand trees what what we've always said on Bitchin Brew about the festival is that it kind of strikes that perfect balance between feeling like a real big deal of a festival but yeah. having a, a sort of a lovely level of intimacy to it. Right, so that's what I'm hearing as well. Everyone who's been there before is telling me I'm gonna really like it and I, I love that the different campsites are like named after artists and stuff like that. Like I think that's a really nice thing to have. Especially since they're not the biggest artists in the world. They're just artists people give a fuck about. Yeah. Well, there is a Camp Turner though, so <laughs> yes, that's fair enough. Which I feel yeah. like, with what's recently been going on, should be renamed to Camp Carter. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into this about the arms. I because I love that band. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the fact that there's like a a whole Camp Turner thing. Like, I I have a couple of friends who used to go when they were, when they were younger, and like apparently, like you couldn't move for Frank Turner. He's just about. And, and he's got and he's got no arms. And he's got no arms, thank you. I'm so glad you asked me <laughs> Right, so let, let's get on to talking about the bands, actually. Um, so yeah, the, the three headliners across the weekend, as we've mentioned, Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls on the Thursday, You Me at Six mm-hmm. on the Friday, and Death Havana on the Saturday. Um, any of any of those headliners kind of standing out to you personally? I mean, yeah, You Me at Six are always going to be fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's going to be fun as hell. Like, that's what's cool about that scene is that, like, you know, I'm the perfect age for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was 14, 15 when all these bands were breaking out. Mm. So, like, I'm the perfect age for it. So I'll definitely check out Yumi at 6. Like, that's going to be fun as hell. 
Because, like, it's just one of them bands where, like, everyone I knew growing up was mad into them. Yeah. Well, uh, so, yeah, that's going to be really sick. And, like, I've never seen Death of Vinyl Live, but I hear they're, like, fun. So I'll definitely go check that out as well. So you're playing on the on the new stage um, on the Friday. Um, that's right, yeah. Which is, which is an awesome stage. You're going to be joined by some by some great bands that day. Um, yeah. You're going to be on that stage with the likes of Slow Crush and Modern mm-hmm. Era and All Us In Love and Indoor Pets are headlining the stage that night. Before we, we had this chat, I kind of asked you to, um, as opposed to us going through the lineup sort of band for band, I wanted to hear your uh, top five bands that are an absolute must see over the Trees weekend. So, right, yeah. Who, who, so, who, are you, who are you opening with? Frank Turner is clearly one of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Um, in a way, that it, it, it's surely a slap in the face. To Frank and all he believes in. My number five of my top five is the Arm. Right. Okay. <laughs> who are you know good for many reasons. Obviously a great band for many reasons, but you know mostly because of that song. <laughs> you know, but like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, and like I really like the sort of like weirdness about everything as well. They do like it's like fully odd. Yeah. And I, I really, really appreciate that. Like, bands that can fully commit to oddness, I just have so much respect for. I mean, for someone who hasn't heard The Armed before, how would how would you describe them? Well, I mean, like, it's kind of purposefully a little janky, right? It's a little bit all over the place. Mm. Like, so, like, one thing that I hear people saying a lot about them is that there's, like, a Blood Brothers sound to it. That might just be the conversations I'm having, like, I'm not necessarily on, like, the Twitter discourse or whatever, but... Um, I know, yeah, it's just like this janky post hardcore vibe. Yeah. Oh, and um, like, I like that a lot. It's kind of like rough and ready, but also like you get the impression that there's a lot of art behind it. There's a lot of like thought going into it, but that that ne- isn't necessarily supposed to be like in the purview of the listener. Mm. You know, that's like almost secondary. It's kind of like a orchestrated chaos, isn't it? For sure, which is like. I guess is like the phrase that was um, thrown around a lot for Blood Brothers, so mm. I guess that's fair. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm bad at describing, especially with like post hardcore. Like, I'm bad at describing it because outside of like the stuff that's like cardigan wary angry poets, like you know, touche more. I'm maybe bad at describing it. What I can is that. Is that fair? Yeah, we're, we're listing off all these bands, you know, like Ladispute, Touche. I, I would say there's there's an element of uh, of the armed that is considerably heavier than that. It kind of goes off oh, into, into sort of mathcore yeah. territories, you know. If you're into bands like Converge and Frontier, uh, sort of another one of their contemporaries, where it's just, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely bludgeoning to the ears at times. I've also heard that their live show is really bizarre you know yeah well that's what i'm stoked for is that like a band like that at a festival you know they're gonna pull out all the stops yeah the the weirdest thing i have heard um is uh their last album which was is it only love was the name of their last album yeah, um, uh, yeah. which was a superb record and one that i kind of keep going back to um they uh, the front cover has um a, a man who is dressed as a bush or on on the cover <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a ghillie suit kind of thing, right? Like in COD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, apparently they have someone dressed in that outfit running around the stage throughout the set. So they're um, they're headlining the new stage on the Sunday night. 
Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you are a fan of any of those bands we were mentioning earlier, La Dispute, Converge, Touche. Uh, I'd say, yeah. M- Dillinger Escape Plan, Dispute, even. Definitely Converge. Mm. That kind of like really like, oh, there's a word for it. There's a really good word for it. Kind of like angular. Mm. Acute. I- yeah, yeah. Stuff that's kind of like stabby in your ears. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also like, you know, hardcore, especially post-hardcore, like that sort of stuff, that sort of angular stuff certainly should be, and I think nowadays kind of is, inseparable from it being fun and silly. Yeah. Like, there's something so much fun about making music that's, that's like as abrasive and weird as that. Okay, so the arm to your sort of, uh, the first band that you're recommending uh, for 2000 Trees. My number five out of five, I think. So who's your, I didn't realise you'd done this in like a a sort of a countdown style. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. did I do that wrong? No, well, no, you go for it. My show is your show at the end of the day. The list I made on my phone a couple hours back. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so who who are you uh, also looking forward to seeing over Trees Weekend? Show me the body, a uh, one that I'm like very excited for. Okay, yeah, I don't really know anything about this band, so I'm gonna have oh, to I'm don't. gonna have to have you take the lead. Right, yeah. So they're like a sort of hardcore, like very New York hip-hop inflected hardcore band wow um yeah so like you wouldn't be wrong if you said they were a bit like bands like horror and stuff like that um but like yeah very like they've got that sort of like new york hardcore like don't fuck with me energy but there's this real sort of like hip-hop element to it too Mm. it's kind of like combining all of the fuck you energy into one really sort of aggressive fun sound yeah, and it's like bits of it are just like ignorant as shit, which I love. But also like the production on their records is immaculate. Like you know, it's like dirty, but the perfect amount of dirty. You know, <laughs> it kind of sounds like from the way you're explaining it, because they're playing on the Axiom stage on the Thursday. They're kind of on yeah. right before Jamie Lemon, who's kind of taken over the stage that day to do the the second Lem Mania, which I'm really excited about because I missed the first Lem Mania. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, and yeah, they're they're on between Jamie Lemon and between Conjurer, who fucking yeah. hell, I'm actually finally going to get to see live, which is going to be oh. brilliant. But anyway, you're we're talking. For a treat. <laughs> so um, so yeah, show show me the body. Kind of the way you're uh, describing it to me. I, I I have heard a couple of tracks here and there, but nothing's kind of really like stuck in my mind. I've not really done a deep dive on them uh yet so um well there's like i know like post like death grips the sort of divide between like hardcore and hip-hop especially in the states is kind of breaking down a little bit Mm. there's bands that are doing a lot of both it's like abrasive and fun Mm. um which is something that like the world needs more of i think Sounds like sounds like what I would really want more from you. You mentioned horror earlier, who played Trees yeah. last year, and they were like an absurd amount of fun. They were doing Bad Brains covers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it was, uh, you know, that that was really cool. Um, but when I listen to horror on record, I feel a little bit shortchanged by the fact that right. there's very little balance between what they do live with the sort of punk and hardcore elements. 
and yeah. and their sort of hip hop studio presence. There, sure. there, there's there's far too much uh, sort of contemporary modern hip hop and not nearly enough punk on on horror's records. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to say as well because I, I definitely like, especially coming from like like a punk and hardcore background, I can see why that's like a frustrating thing. Well, if you've seen them live, especially, like I think Show Me the Body give the hardcore kids the side of that scene that the hardcore kids want. You know what I mean? Right. And there's very sort of like, (laughs) (laughs) What is... Oh, I I thought you meant like, blah, as in like Austin Carlyle from Of Mice and Men, circa 2010. So, um, so Show Me the Body are on um, immediately after after Turnstile are on the main stage. Go and watch Show Me the Body um, on the on the Axiom stage on the on the Lemmania stage that day. Who have you got next? Um, um, next, I'm going to say Nervous because I love Nervous. I yeah, I fully back this. I went to go and see Nervous the other day and I mean they're just getting better and better and better and better live. Yeah, they just get better all the time. Like you talk to Emma about it, she's she talks about it like it's nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she is very she's self like, deprecating. Oh, yeah, you watch them and they just blow the doors off every time. Yeah. And um, and now with Lucinda, I've seen them obviously play with Lucinda and the band on bass yeah. about three, four times at this point, and she is just you know like she has settled so well into the band now. They seem like yeah. such a such a, each each member of Nervous has their own brilliant personality on stage. Yeah, that's one of the great things about them is that like I've always loved that being able to sort of like feel like you're getting like a look behind the curtain a little bit like you know the like when you really love a band you want to feel like you're understanding you want to feel like you're on stage with them and like nervous every single time i feel like i i either feel like i'm on stage with them or i feel like i wish i was on stage with them you know what i mean Cause it just feels like everyone up there is so like doing their own thing so yeah, um they, they've recorded a new album i'm and i've heard new songs from it being played live when i last saw them <laughs> i'm hearing about this too I am very, very excited. Very excited indeed. You took, yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. Um, yeah, I mean, when I saw Nervous at Trees last year, it was kind of they were they were on the the new stage, the stage that you're playing, and this year they're they're on the cave. They're playing on the Thursday, um, and um, and it really was one of the most sort of euphoric moments of the festival. It felt like you know the the crowd in front of them was such a a vibrant mix of of different you know uh, genders and sort of communities and yeah, yeah. and sexual orientations and it felt like one of the most unified live music moments i've seen in a long old time and it was all there for nervous so yeah and you know it's hard to do that as well and bands don't get enough credit for doing that mm. and what's great as well is that like i know m is gonna write great pop songs until she's old <laughs> you know what i mean like I think, you know, from talking to her, I think it's just like breeding. Like, that's not to say that I, I think she's like, you know, doing it slapdash. She's absolutely not. But like, she's just good at writing pop songs. You yeah. Know what I mean, and when I say pop songs, I'm not saying like Britney Spears or whatever like that, like necessarily. No. But I mean, like songs that get stuck in your head. I mean, even if she did try a hand at like Britney Spears style pop, because we're, we're using the word pop I'll, here. I would be the first one to, to buy that record. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you've not heard Nervous before, you've kind of been living under a rock. It is kind of a a poppy. Um, 
influence I wouldn't necessarily say math rock but they are very sort of proficient musicians that do go yeah, off into yeah, mathy yeah, yeah. territory sometimes but you know there there is that that huge sense of of pop melody that kind of brings it back to a sort of middle ground that makes it super accessible for everyone really uh-huh. yeah yeah and i think a lot of bands in our scene are trying to do that like we're kind of trying to do that like mm. i told you we're trying to do that like we want it to be that we can have fun playing it and you but without sacrificing you having fun listening to it yeah I'm very much looking forward to seeing Nervous on on the bigger stage. I feel like you know, oh, yeah. uh, if uh, you know, if this album is is shaping up to you know is as good as it is shaping up to be, and I'd imagine it would be as good as it is shaping up to be, uh, then yeah, yeah. then we're going to see uh, Nervous you know on the main stage at Trees next year and and sort of for years to come. But um, in the meantime, they are playing on the Cave stage on the Thursday. Um, yes. And then it's Petrol Girls, and then uh, and then Em's pulling double duty, of course, because she's now in Milk Teeth, which yeah. is you know is um, I mean we've already said enough about Milk Teeth on this podcast more more than they deserve anyway um, <laughs> at this point. Um, right, so Joey, you've got two bands left to to find my way. Yeah. Okay. So it was my second choice. What was my number two? Oh no! Give me a oh loathe. It was loathe. Ooh. Just, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not being as eloquent as I'd like to be, but it just, oh, it's just vicious. <laughs> <laughs> like it just slaps. And, and like exactly like what I was saying with like, you know, when we're talking about the armed. Obviously, they don't sound like the armed. No. But there's this element of it being heavy as fuck, and that's fun. You know, like the spirit of every time I die is a Bolarama video lives on. There's an element that like, you know, there's something so so cheeky and so fun about riffs that just go hard yeah and like you know i don't want to you know i don't want to alienate anybody by using like the 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 term new metal because i know that people get still dicey about that but there are a few bands out there right now who are like gently picking up some of the ideas that were left over in new metal and sorting through them and working out which one of them are actually sick yeah. And I feel like Loathe is one of those bands. Well, like, every now and then there's a guitar turn where I'm like, oof, yes, absolutely. <laughs> sort of rubbing rubbing your thighs like Vic Reeves. <laughs> Stop rubbing your legs, Vic. <laughs> That's me, yeah. Um, what, I, I, it took me a while to kind of come round to Loathe, to be honest, because I know they had that split with Holding Absence, which went down a storm, and then they had, is it The yeah. Cold Sun, the name of their album? Um, yeah. The, uh, it kind of, it was a bit of a slow burner for me. I, I, I love it now, but I remember at first I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of pretty good sort of British post-hardcore metalcore kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree with what you're saying. It's kind of like now that bands have, uh, particularly from the hardcore scene, gone back and kind of reclaimed... Uh, metalcore for what it originally was, their yeah. their next target is kind of going to uh, reclaim new metal from rap metal, if you will. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We were saying it on the latest um, episode of the Bitchin' Review, but we feel like um, Employed to Surf have done that with their latest album to mm. a phenomenal effect, and obviously Loathe supported Employed to Surf at their album release show, and I think they probably played a bunch of dates together before. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what I like about Loathe, I didn't realise, I was listening to them on the radio the other day, um, what yeah. I didn't realise when I was listening to them was how much sort of Deftones is in their, is in their sound. And I, I, yeah, I, I think if I can make it along to their set, they're also playing the, um, the Axiom on the Thursday, the Lem Mania stage, if you will, mm-hmm. um, in between Orchards and Conjurer. I mean... That's quite a yeah. sort of a, that that whole stage that day is is fucking amazing to be honest. Um, yeah. So um, so yeah, what I've what I've heard about their live shows is that they're they're very um, that they're very animated and they almost come across like I think it was um, uh, the good friends over at the Riot Act podcast that said they're almost like cartoon characters on stage. Have you have Wait, you seen them you live know, like, yet? I've never seen them live, but I think that's how a lot of metal thrives. Like, I mean, you think about, like, the bands that, like, you think of when you think of metal. You know, the bands, that you know, the originators and stuff like that. Even if you're just talking about, like, Black Sabbath or something like that, right? There's always this element of fun, like, performance. this like, silliness, this cartoonishness, this dressing up. Yeah. Which I think is, like, for me as a kid, I didn't get that. So I wasn't that into a lot of metal stuff. And then as I got older, when I realized there was that sort of, like, fun to it, suddenly, like, metal genre opened up for me. It's it's awesome to hear how excited you are to be to be seeing Loathe. I feel like there is a lot of momentum behind them right now. I'm actually quite surprised they're they're on the the Axiom stage and not on like the Cave or even like yeah. slightly earlier on on the main stage. But of course, it's probably building to something bigger. I'd imagine they've got a new record coming soon. I don't, now don't yeah, quote me so. on that, but you know one would imagine soon as it's been a couple of years since the Cold Sun. But um, yeah, I mean in a nutshell, I guess it is. As you were saying earlier, big dirty fuck off riffs with a little bit of of new metal, um, not revival sprinkled in, but you know because it feels ultimately it feels very contemporary. But at the yeah. same time, there are those kind of new metal nods well, or callbacks. Like in a way. That, yeah, well, that's kind of a cool thing, like about new metal and like you know rap metal, like whatever you want to call that kind of sound. Is that like I still feel like top five like guitar tones on tracks break stuff by limp biscuit is right up there that tone was kind of cutting edge at the yeah. time you know what i mean and i feel like that kind of thing was kind of lost because it wasn't cool and people want to make fun of it and like there's no space for making fun of stuff in music <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking obviously music is all silly all music is silly to me but I don't know, like those guitar tones still stand up. You know what I mean? Like there are still frequencies that Limp Bizkit are filling on those guitar parts that like have not been filled properly before or since. And like you got to go back. You got to go back and think like, yeah, I might not like this aspect of it or this aspect of it, but what's cool about this? And I feel like all music has an element to it. If it's popular, there's probably an element of it that's like difficult and interesting and unique oh yeah god absolutely so they are playing yeah. on the axiom stage on the thursday and yeah i can imagine with with guitar tones like they have the vicious yeah it's going to kind of shake up coat farm to its foundations i really hope that <laughs> they get a, a sort of a, a good turnout for their set yeah the cows won't forget them yeah god no um so uh they're, they're going to need like counselling after after like the the, yeah. the muckiness the, of their riffs the, the butter will not be the same <laughs> <laughs> it might be better yeah who knows right so uh, you've got 
one one band left. Before we do that, are there any kind of um, we'll do very quick fire honorable mentions of other bands that you're looking forward to seeing? Yeah, sure. I mean, honorable mentions to uh, All Us and Love because mm-hmm. it slaps. And like we know, we're like we have a few mutual friends who come in. They seem like really nice people. I want to shout them out. Like it slaps, and I'm probably gonna go down to their set and check them out. It's gonna be dope. Cool. So definitely shouts out to them. Um, shouts out to Orchards for the same reason. Oh yeah, lovely people, good music, great people, friends of the podcast. Yeah, I left off a couple of bands that like are obvious to people who know me or like have read interviews with me before that I love. Like for instance, every time I die, obviously every time I die, rule, and that set's gonna be amazing. Hot damn in full as well. Can't fuck yeah. with it. But the other reason, Danny, and I want to do this classic, uh, now that I'm your co-host, a <laughs> um, uh, classic segue, another reason I can't, by rights, put every time I die on my list is because my number one artist to go oh, see trees, no. uh, yeah, is Wickerface Springs Eternal, buddy, who <sighs> clashes with him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that. Um, okay. I, I'm I'm trying to treat trees is my favourite festival, so I kind of set out trying to be as positive yeah. as possible about this. Um, yeah. For for people who don't know Wickerface Springs Eternal, yeah, um, we'll call we'll call it Wickerface for yeah. for efficiency's sake. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is the original member of uh, Tiger's Jaw, whose name escapes me at this point. Um, his name is Adam. Yes, that's it. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, yeah. it's almost it's very much in that bedroom hip hop. I don't want to use the phrase SoundCloud rap territory. I mean, I think it's fair to say it's it's come out of SoundCloud rap. I don't think. Okay. I don't think he'd be offended by that. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Um, which I've said on the podcast before has been very hit and miss with me. Mostly. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Mostly miss. Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll no, be honest. I, I, you know, I went into this knowing that you and I would have a very interesting conversation about Wicked Face. <laughs> I feel like, I know. So when Wicked Face first came about, like everyone, I thought it was just kind of like a joke. I listened to it and I was like, yeah, this is, this. I don't know if this is good. But then somehow, in between then, when I was probably 18 and now, he got really good at it. Right, okay. And I don't know how he did it. What I think is fascinating about that man is the way he has, without being the kind of guy who'd be on the cover of a magazine, without being the kind of guy who's, you know, making stupid money, he has been at the forefront of some incredibly interesting changes in alternative music. Right. And I think most things that are difficult to understand and do something interesting and new start out being kind of almost funny, right? Yeah. There's an element where you're like, this is dumb. And then you're like, oh, but is it? <laughs> and like that's kind of culture at large you know like in you know in good ways and in bad ways you know like the bad side of that in modern culture is like someone like trump right like this couldn't possibly happen he's ridiculous everyone must know he's ridiculous oh wait he's president right yeah but the flip side of that is that culture is so malleable now things can be a lot of things and wicked face brings eternal for me is like this fantastic like absurd extension of that because you want to talk about the fact that like it doesn't sound like tiger's jaw fair enough right like if you're in tiger's jaw like you're probably not gonna need a wicked face brings eternal like i get that now i've had that conversation with many people but like there's no denying that someone like say lil peep was big to culture right at large yeah you know post 
Lil Peep getting very big and his death, you can see how the radio changed a little bit because of people like that, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, like, when you turn on the radio, like, the SoundCloud thing is really in there now. And the idea of, like, a rapper sampling mineral or some shit, like Lil Peep did, like, that's not a crazy idea anymore. When that first happened, it sounded funny, and now it's not funny. It's just something that happens sometimes. Yeah. And that's really cool to me. So what's interesting about Wickerface is that he literally, like, signed Lil Peep. He, he like, put him on Golf Boy Click. Like, Lil Peep, some of his biggest songs are still, like, where he was shouting out Golf Boy Click before he died. Like, and that's wild. The, the Tiger's Jewel were, like, a singularly important band in the emo revival, mm. which was a scene no one thought was going to happen. Like, no one thought these bands were going to kind of get big and start touring internationally and stuff, and they did. And Tiger's Jewel was a great example of that, just, like, World's Beautiful Place, stuff like that. And then, like... You know, at the height of Tiger's Jewel's success, Adam left Tiger's Jewel when he could have, like, kept writing songs like that. You know what I mean? He could have just churned them out, and people wouldn't have even noticed that he didn't mean it anymore. Like, a lot of these these bands, especially the emo revival bands, you feel that there's a moment at which their heart wasn't in it anymore, perhaps because they got to a certain age and didn't want to write that kind of music anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Wickerface, he kind of just said no to that whole idea. And he started, like, yeah, he did, like, a track with Spooky Black. Like, you know, last year, he did a track with Lil B. And that's wild. The guy from Tiger's Jewel did that. Separate to that, Suffer On, the record he put out, is, to me, it's a, it, it, I genuinely consider it a work of genius. I think it is a really personal record. Right, okay. For him to essentially change almost nothing about how he's writing melodies and put it over these sort of, like, yeah, these bedroom sound cloudy hip-hop beats it's an interesting jump and then eventually it became good music and i couldn't tell you where that happened <laughs> so like my respect for him goes from like i think it's always it's a great idea from the start but it wasn't really there and then yeah. suddenly it was there and for me it's like one of those things where it's like yeah he'll probably play this slot and like you know like he clashes it every time i die so like i really don't know who's gonna go to his show apart from me like, I know, everyone I know is going to go every time I die, right? Either that or they're going to go see Murray from the Exodus right. in the forest. Exactly, exactly, right? Like, Wickerface has a weird slot. Maybe maybe an unfair slot. I somehow get um, the feeling, though, that he will pack out that tent. And you know what? I really hope so. Yeah, I, well, I hope so, too. You've presented a, a very a very, um, a very solid argument that I can't even, like, provide a counterpoint to. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, 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 say, but, like, not liking it is a fair enough counterpoint. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, you can say all that shit. It's kind of not for me. Yeah, yeah. It's not for me. I did kind of like that track that uh, had uh, Georgia Mac from Camp Cope on it that he put out last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was probably more for Georgia Mac and the fact that she is one of the best vocalists around right now yeah Um, yeah, yeah. but i would be very interested i mean i'm going to be going to see every time i die while he's on but i'd be very interested to see yeah yeah, exactly um but i'm really stoked for you that you're (laughs) so stoked about wick face so he he's um he's on second to last on the axiom stage on the saturday uh on, on before therapy which is, yeah. I mean, that's a bizarre support slot, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess wherever you put him on the festival like trees, 
you're going to be going like, really there with them? Okay. But that like, is that is the beauty. That is the beauty of trees. You can have anyone playing anywhere at any time over the weekend, and they will somehow. I don't know how they do it, but they still do it. They will fit in. So you're playing on the um, on the new stage uh on the oh what was it on the friday sorry on the friday yeah, yeah on the friday um so uh make sure you go and check out i told you i'd eat you going um, yeah we're also doing an acoustic slot thursday night as well Ooh. um we don't have the map through yet so um yeah because i don't see your name on the clash finder here when i do but um yeah and also actually if you're right to cut this i will i can't remember the name the stage right now either so if i can message that to you and you might be able to drop it in at some point that'd be great sure <laughs> um or we can make it so, like a scavenger hunt basically yeah a scavenger hunt find joey and fall on the stage <laughs> um yeah yeah so that's gonna be fun and also um alexi uh our guitarist um has his uh other band your poetry um, and so Alexi's doing a solo acoustic set on Friday night after we play. Oh, fantastic. And I, and I think that's going to be really fun. That's awesome. All right, well, Joey, thank you very much for joining me today. And, uh, yeah, look forward to catching up with you at 2000 Trees. Yeah, you too, man. <laughs> Alright, so that was Joey Ashworth's picks for bands to see at 2000 Trees Festival this year. I really don't think I'm quite ready to feel the amount of feels that I so often feel at a at an I Told You I'd Eat You show. So, um, so look out for me potentially sobbing my eyes out and singing along when they hit the new stage on the Friday at 2000 Trees. Uh, we're going to be hearing in a minute from Janine and Hamish from Vukovi. That'll be coming up in just a second. But before that, just want to let you know that I will once again be backstage at the festival this year, hanging out with some of the bands playing while there just so happens to be a microphone picking up all the random shit that we'll no doubt be talking about. Um, with that in mind, make sure that you are subscribed to Bitch and Brew on whatever podcast platform you use, whether that's Spotify or Acast or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Um, hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on all that lovely, tasty post trees content on Bitch and Brew. Um, I think I'll also be including a comprehensive review of the festival with uh, with Brad, my co-host of the Bitch and Review, um, if he is available. So yeah, tons of stuff coming your way after 2000 Trees. Right, let's launch into some more recommendations for bands to see at 2000 Trees this year, courtesy of Hamish Riley and Janine Shillstone from Vukovi. So, I'm very excited to be welcoming back to the podcast for round two, after we had a lovely time backstage at 2000 Trees last year. Hamish and Janine from Vukovi, welcome back to Bitch and Brew. Hey, hello. Hello. <laughs> dear listener, this is the second take of the intro, and uh, I must say, the second time round, you're sounding a lot more enthusiastic. Uh, uh, Danny, what did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Don't take the piss out of my line check. Come on. <laughs> I, I not well, well, that was a legit question. <laughs> no, well, I mean, anything's anything's possible on Bitch and Brew. Um, no, I uh, I had crumpets. Such a southern thing. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Oh, Crump- I, love, I love them. Crumpets with marmite. Oh my god, yes. Mm. I'm gonna ask you that. Never had that. So are you are you a, are you obviously a marmite lover? I am indeed a marmite lover. <laughs> See, it's funny, like you know, it's like they say, oh, marmite, you either love it or hate it. Like, I'm, swear to God, I'm honestly on the fence. No. That, yeah. That like, just doesn't just, happen. I don't, I don't love it or hate it. I'm just a bit like, meh. Like. You like um, it with certain uh, things. Yeah, it must uh, depend on what you put it on. I don't, I don't like it, by the way. Yeah. But, Maybe um, you rethink the marketing plan strategy. <laughs> I, I guess that's true of Marmite lovers in general, because I love Marmite, but I wouldn't want to put, you know, I wouldn't want to dunk a marshmallow in Marmite and eat it. Do you think it's quite savoury things? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it is, isn't it? But like, I like. I mean, I I, I like chicken, but I wouldn't eat it with ice cream. Do you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably would to be honest. It's a bit like when you dunk your chips in your in your um in your McFlurry or your or your McDonald's milkshake. Same with chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's chicken. We've drawn a line now. Right. Well, we are talking about two thousand trees. Uh, you guys are on the on the main stage this year, which is. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Is this news to you guys? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Shit, come on, man. Sorry. Um, you, you guys are on the main stage, and I, I suppose what's really awesome about that is uh, over over the course of the last three years, I've kind of watched uh, Vukovi go from bigger stage to bigger stage to bigger stage, because this is your third year in a row playing 2000 Trees, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that, this is, like, the first time... Like, this is the first time this has happened to us, like, in terms of, like... Each year we've played, we went up one stage, if that makes sense. So, mm. I, so we've nearly completed it. No, I'm joking, it's not. <laughs> not. I mean, it's definitely my favourite festival. It's just it's just amazing, honestly. it's There's no, like, it's just all music lovers. There's not really a lot of wanks. Like, no. it's just, it's just, there's such a good vibe. Good yeah. music, music bands. We've never really done a, fe- a show that big before. Not really. Um... What like a stage that big? You mean? No, yeah, not really. Like we done any main stage in terms of festivals? Like we've not, we've not done a main stage. Sorry, we've not done a main stage at a festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. It's definitely like a different vibe mm. from being in a tent. Have you had a lot of thoughts about how you're gonna kind of translate that energy onto a bigger stage, or are you just gonna go with you know we're just gonna go out there and and do what we what we know we do best? Or has there been a kind of a, a big thought process process over? Okay, it's the big outdoor stage now. We need to kind of switch it up a little bit. I mean, like we we really we really don't overthink things like yeah. that. Like we just want to fucking have fun, and the crowd makes it. To be honest, like we played all points east. When did we play it last month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, June. Yeah. And um, it was like an outdoor stage, and uh, like it was it was really overwhelming actually, like the amount of folk were that were there. Yeah, that show kind of show that show proved that the, the outdoor, set can translate yeah, to a kind yeah. of outdoor so show. Out, yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. That proved that outdoor can be just as fucking wild. Mm. It was fucking wild. So I, I and I, I honestly I don't think two thousand G's are going to disappoint us. Oh, no, really? well, they no. they haven't disappointed you for the last two years, right? No, never. We, no, never. I feel like we've got a really loyal sort of following at there at there now, and I think definitely. I just think everyone's there for a fucking to just have a good time. It's weird because I think was it last year when we played? I don't know even if you remember, but like we played the first day 
I remember like third or fourth one. Oh yeah. And I've never been like fuck. Hopefully that like I hope there's enough people here. But it was amazing. It was mental. But in this case, we're on like the last day. So I'm like, I hope yeah, everyone's I not too fucked. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really don't, I know. three days of session, but I know. Yeah, we'll see. And I mean, looking at the bill of the bands that you're sort of sharing the main stage with, not only on that day, but, you know, across the weekend, sort of looking at the, you're, you're playing the main stage on the Saturday, on the final day, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and you're sort of sharing the main stage with bands like Slingshot Dakota, Clear Patrick, uh, Friends of the Podcast in Muncie Girls, um, you're chairing also the stage with Sir, uh, who are kind of a, a last-minute replacement for culture abuse. Um, but then you go sort of further up the bill, and you're sharing the stage with A, which I mean must be absolutely incredible. Yeah, we we actually met uh, Jason Perry a couple like a couple months ago. Yeah, uh, oh, wow. we did like a little like um, like writing thing with him. Yeah, because A were playing in Glasgow, um, and our manager kind of knows him. Uh, so that was funny. He had some. He had some great stories. Actually, I, Jason Perry it was fucking class. Yeah, like, lovely uh, guy. We literally spent like four hours with him in like a in our rehearsal studio. Wow! And, like just to kind of get us because we'd never really co-written it or like done in flat before. So it was just our managers wanted us to kind of have a bit of experience with some to kind of doing that. Um, and he was brilliant. Right, so uh, before this call, I kind of, um, I asked you guys to put together um, collectively a, a top five um, bands to see at 2000 Trees, and it can't just be yourself five times over. Um, oh, before, actually, before before we do that. Oh, we can't, we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> be- Thanks be- for oh, shit. <laughs> Have you? Do you need a little bit more time just to go back to the drawing board? Yeah, yeah. you're going to need to call us back. Call no. back <laughs> I should probably, before we go into that, name check the other bands that you're sharing the main stage with as well, which are the, the Skints, uh, Every Time I Die, playing Hot Damn in full. I'm so excited for that. And then headlining the Saturday and closing the festival all together uh, is Death of Anna. So uh, before this call, I asked you to, um, uh, to kind of collectively put together a top uh, five artists to see at 2000 Trees. Um, I think I already mentioned that, but um, uh, let's let's just go right into it. Who's who's your uh, first recommendation for trees this year? Okay, so um, we've got a band called Sewer. Uh, they're spelled S E O U R. Yes, uh, yeah. They are like we we were they're playing the same festival as us in and at Cardiff, um, and I just so happened to pop out and had like to have a wee swatch at the bands, and I was actually blown away by them. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are definitely on my radar. They they've kind of got a really interesting, um, you know, the 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 whole nineties alternative rock throwback thing is kind yeah. of thrown around quite a lot these days. But it feels like they're taking like a genuinely uh, quite a different approach to it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. They they they're definitely they're definitely unique. Like I know they've got a lot of you can hear a lot of influences. But it's when you watch them, you, you you're not you they're, 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 well, they're memorable, like very memorable. Yeah. And I feel like that is that's a big thing I go on nowadays. Is like if I leave if I leave if watching a band and and I can and I, I can't stop thinking about them and I remember them mm. very vividly, then I know that they're like for in my eyes they're they're doing something very right. Because there's big um one of one of the things I've kind of read online and and. Now I've read it and kind of listened back, I go, oh yeah, there is a big vibe of that, is uh, things like PJ Harvey and the Breeders um, in, yeah. in their sound. Yeah, no, you can you can hear all that, like, like Courtney Love, PJ Harvey, but 
oh, I, I, I honestly, I was, I was really excited when I was watching them. Right. Like, they're just, they're just like. Yeah, same. They're just too cool, man. Like aesthetically, man, they just they look yeah. so badass. Like and, so cool. and extremely amazing fucking musicians. Oh, uh, awesome! That yeah. makes so a lot of grunge. I think a lot of grunge bands and stuff like you can you can not be like. An amazing musician, so get away, get away mm. with that vibe because mm. it's like a grunge vibe or whatever. But they, they, tight they are tight as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I think this totally. is their. Um, I think this is their third year in a row playing trees as well. I seem to uh, remember seeing Sir's name a lot on the two thousand trees bill over the over the last um, over the last couple of years, and this is a big one for them this year because they were already on the bill. Um, I believe doing a set in the um, in in one of the smaller stages, but this year they're doing a second set on the main stage now, which. I mean, oh, are they? oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, culture abuse were meant to play on the main stage, yeah. but uh, due to <laughs> due to unforeseen circumstances, they're no longer making it, which I'm gutted about because they're a great live band. But it, it's an absolute, you know, it's an absolute. It's going to be an absolute triumph for Sir, in that's my right. opinion. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what Sir are on. You're gonna, yeah, test me here. Let's have a look. Um, they're on the Thursday and the Saturday. Oh, oh cool. class. That's Amazing. Cool. Oh, we could maybe go we'll see them then. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you, what day are they playing the main stage? Uh, they're playing the main stage this Saturday. They're on. I think they're on before us then. Uh, no, they're on after you. Sorry about that. You now that's retract your recommendation. No, honestly, that's class. I'm I didn't know that, by the way. I actually I'm probably looking see forward them. to actually meeting them properly. Mm. Um, well, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see, uh, especially how the the dual vocal harmonies come off uh, live. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. Kind of fucking re- I, Unbelievable! Amazing! Yeah. Oh, good, awesome! Honestly, I, I'm like, really... they're they're not shite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you could put that on the sticker of their next CD. See, what am I saying? Shite. CD. I sound like. Uh, advice to bands starting out years ago. Don't, don't be shite. Shite. <laughs> like, I think. Um, they, 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 I, I'm not obviously. I mean, I will be intrigued to see them on like a main stage sort of environment, um, because it, it, it's very, it is the music I find is very intimate, and mm. um, it, it's it's very, it's very fucking tight in the harmonies and stuff. So, I I, I know sometimes that can get lost when you're on a main stage, mm. um, when it's because it's a simple setup, yeah, as well, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Like, but yeah. I'm so I'm really intrigued how they. Yeah, because they're just a three-piece, right? Yeah. I say yeah. just a three-piece. two guitars as well. It's not like a bass or yeah. anything. Mm. But sounded amazing when we saw them. Well, awesome. So, yeah, Sir, they're playing uh, two sets over the weekend. They're doing a Thursday on a stage which... I cannot recall. They're playing one of the smaller stages on the Thursday, uh-huh. uh, and then they are playing the main stage on the uh, Saturday after. Fuga- well, not even directly after you guys. Muncie Girls are on after you, and then it's Sir. Uh, so okay, yeah. awesome, awesome. Um, and then it's A. So you might as well just like prop up a chair in front of the main stage straight after yeah. your set because you're yeah. you're sorted. Fuck yeah. Um, who, who have you got next on your list? Um, so I'll let you do this one. Okay. The last one. Got two. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, add some different. Oh yeah. So uh, Delaire the liar. Awesome. Oh, that's you know great. Yes. Yeah. They're they're yeah. an excellent. So I mean, band. I had my phone and Jean's phone. They're uh, Delaire the liar. Yeah. Great. They're great. They're amazing. So, um, to people who haven't heard Delay the Lie before, obviously we're both very enthusiastic about them. How how would you describe Delay the Liar? Because it's not easy. 
No, it's not. And you know what? They're so much like heavier than I thought they were going to be live. It's crazy. Like, I, I don't even want to say two-piece classics like Royal Blood and stuff like that because it's kind of not like Royal Blood. It's like yeah, it, it's like heavy Jeff Buckley. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. You help me out here. <laughs> I yeah, I, I I definitely get what you mean. I think um a lot of. Uh, You've you've seen a lot of two pieces kind of coming up at the moment, especially exactly. sort of post Royal Blood, post Slaves, and I think that's you know everyone kind of goes, oh, yeah. it's a two piece, yeah. so it sounds like one of those bands when that's yeah. you know definitely not the case. Um, no. No. That that EP that they put out last year, not punk enough, um, mm. I thought was fucking superb. Uh, to be honest, it it is. I like the the uh, sort of heavier Jeff Buckley comparison. It's it's got it's part of that burgeoning angular alternative rock scene oh, in the UK the right now, which is, is phenomenal. Like it is unbelievable. Have you seen them live yet? Then, uh, yeah, they spotted when they spotted us in London. Like again, like obviously, I was in the dressing room when they were on, and like. I think when you're in mid-conversation and you stop because someone's voice is kind of taking your... Mm. Like, he's taking your attention to them. Like, uh, yeah, th- his voice was just uh, unreal. To be fair, our dressing room was, like, next to the drum. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, like, it was, like, on the stage as well. That's at the Underworld, isn't it? That was at the Underworld. Yeah, yeah uh, I died, no, yeah. No, no, it was Blackheart. Blackheart was Blackheart, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. You can pretty much just step yeah. off stage and you're in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I... His, yeah, they are... Yeah, I I haven't seen them live yet, and I think, and don't quote me on this, dear listener, but I think we may actually be getting them on the podcast backstage this year at the festival, um, and be looking forward to having a having a beer with the lads. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see them live. Um, they had a new track out um, earlier this year. One of us is the killer. Um, yeah. Which uh, you know, it was a, a superb follow-on from that from that EP, from what I can yeah. recall. Um, and um, I'm just excited to hear more st- more stuff soon from them, please. Yeah, yeah. They'll be wild at a festival because the lead singer just like leaves the stage and like fucks off to the bar and runs around with his, yeah. his guitar. Like it's amazing. Ooh, it's really nice. Cool, like. Nice. All right. So Deleva Liar, they're playing um, on the new stage. Um, on on the Saturday again, the same day that you're playing, which is awesome. Hell yeah! Next band. <laughs> Next band, yeah. Before the before the carver sort of takes over. Um, oh uh, yeah. So this next band, um, oh like uh, they, they they're called All Us in Love. Right, yeah. Um, formerly known as um, All Us on Drugs. All Us on Drugs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I saw them a few times when they were All Us on Drugs, but it's definitely been a minute since I've, um, since I saw them last. Yeah. So we, um, we really we've known these guys for a long time now, and we've toured with them. No, I haven't toured with them actually. Uh, I think we've like played. I feel like we have, but do you know what I mean? Because we're so pally with them, I aye. feel like they've come to our shows and like we've like hung. Aye, I know what you mean. Yeah, like in like, Leeds, we played in Leeds. They've come down a few times. Um, we're really good friends. One of their old guitarists as yeah. well, but uh, they're just like yeah. I don't even know where to start. I, I honestly like I'm so happy for them right now. Like, yeah. w- like I I saw them when I saw them live. It was actually in Cardiff as well. Fuck mm. that club! I for back. I've seen like two band. Yeah, I was like, it was a Scuzz tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scuzz, it was there. They were doing Scuzz tour, and uh, 
That was them. with uh, Lonely the Brave and Marmosets, wasn't it? No, no, actually, I went to that one in Glasgow, but it was like it's it Max was Raptor, no. Max Raptor, uh, Preston Miko. Oh, yeah, yeah, that tour, yes, of course. Well, was there, I know Preston Miko on Alls and Drugs were doing it, I remember that Max much. Max Raptor was definitely was it? Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we must have been playing in Cardiff as well, or something. We were, like, we were supporting, we were on a support tour. Oh, yeah, the SDK, yeah. Uh, so I like saw them there, like live, and I just oh honestly it's like hypnotizing yeah, the, yeah. The, it, it was just pure enjoyment and like i didn't want to leave the room mm-hmm. um and i know like they, then they kind of had a, a bit of shit and like just just couldn't believe that they weren't bigger than than what they were like I just i was astounded by it and do you know what I mean? when you when you come across bands like that when you go how the fuck are they not bigger mm. And and you actually get quite annoyed about it, but um, like obviously they've they've got a new team and they've got like some a good good backing like just now and they they're getting everything that they deserve like because mm, yep. they're fucking phenomenal. I um I must admit I it feels like they they've really they've really been building to something massive over the last year um yeah. you know ever ever since kind of becoming all us in love really um. I I um I must admit I've not actually listened to their um their new album yet. Um I believe it's called It's Okay to Talk. Um yeah, yeah. but on on the live front I do definitely remember being very sort of captivated by their um by their lead singer is it is it Jason? Oh, yeah. He's honestly an enigma. Like <laughs> you've honestly never met anyone and see this guy's life and and this guy's like like this guy's it's not that it's not this isn't the right way to say it he's he's had a shit he's had a shit time mm. that's because i don't i don't i don't like saying that on behalf of people but but the guy is just it's real yeah he's just fucking real like oh man honestly i'm yeah i'm just so happy for them like we have i haven't seen them since obviously uh, demo left, so right. he's still a really good friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, I, I must admit, I haven't seen him in a in a good, yeah. a good maybe three or four years now at this point. Yeah. But so, uh, to people yeah, like, who have demo. not, to people who have not heard all us in love before, how would how would you describe them? I mean, I think Jesus. I think their the new sound. I mean, the new stuff sounds. It's definitely different. Mm. Like it has definitely changed a bit. Mm. They do have the whole like hypnotic drug rock vibe, yeah. but like with choruses. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like yeah. and hooks. Yeah, uh, um, I mean, and, and I, I know Jason hates. I will hate this, but Jason is basically like, do you know what? Jason is basically Kurt Cobain reincarnated. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get that. that. I'm I get not that. saying that he's trying to copy him. Mm. You can tell when you meet him. That he is himself and he is unique, but yeah, he just so happens, he, he to, just be. <laughs> so happens to be scarily like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, it's uncanny it's, at times, it's isn't it? Mental, like yeah. even his performance and. But but honestly, I, I I'm not saying that as a bad thing because he he is not caught. He's this is not him trying to rip him off. He's gen. He is so genuine. This is like yeah. All in love don't sound like Nirvana. No, I mean yeah, like not no. At all. Hell no, no. I did hear a song of theirs on the radio the other day, and I I um I I couldn't quite believe it was them because they have undergone quite a sort of 
you know, obviously there, there's the name change and the member changes and the sort of, yeah. you know, the personnel change as well. But also they've, they've undergone quite a few sort of sonic changes in it. Yeah, I definitely can hear a change in it. Um, yeah, they went and worked with some a producer, I can't remember her name, for the new album. And like, they got some backing and went to a good studio yeah. with that. And you can hear the difference, but not in mm. a bad way. It isn't like... Um, it's definitely just, I think it's just the, the, the people that they've, they've, they've taken them on. They've they've definitely made them more commercial and more appealing, mm. which isn't a bad thing because they deserve fucking they deserve everything that they, they get. Yeah, all they've right. Been busy for like the last oh, year, yeah. now, like so, non stop. I know, like, I know. So that's um, all. Us in love. They're playing on the Friday um, on the uh, again on the new stage. Um, so band number four, uh, Preston Miko. Ah yes, friends uh, of the that. podcast, Pro- <laughs> Prestamico. Um, yeah, we've um, I've explained uh, several times on the podcast that they kind of come from the same hometown scene as me. I've seen them come up from playing the Horsham Youth Centre sort of seven eight years ago. Um, so yeah, those. Um, Jeez, the, they must have been kids seven eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty much embryonic. Yeah. Um, to be honest, um, oh man, I'm glad you picked uh, picked these lads to talk about because aren't they yeah. just the most fun live band ever? Yeah, yeah. The, I don't even know what to say. It's like because we 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 took them on like our second album headline tour as the main support. Mm. Like we didn't really know them apart from the odd Facebook message and that, but like it was just as of day one, yeah. like just best pals. They totally um, had it off. Yeah, like they are, they are the night. They are some of the nicest people you'll ever meet, and the most genuine people, and the funny and just humble as honestly, shit. Honestly, man, yeah. like, I, and trust, like, I, I, do you know that way? Like, there, there, there's not an ounce of fucking fakeness in them. Mm. Like, mm. like you just trust them a million percent. Like, you can be yourself around them. I know it sounds like I'm getting deep, but like, when you're on tour, when you take a band on tour with you, like, they're always going to be apprehensive. When you're spending yeah, as much time showing your true self, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. especially when I'm a fucking asshole. So no, I'm not. I'm actually. I promise, I'm not an asshole. I swear to God, I'm quite nice. I'm actually very delicate. I, of course, it's. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah. I, again, just so glad that they are doing. They're fucking smashing it, and mm. yeah. Every time, like we see them, like in it, and we barely see each other anymore. But as soon as we see each other, we're just like. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 like it's just, it's just silly. I um, I think if you haven't heard Prestamico before, and like God help you if you haven't heard them at this point, um, but they are like uh, a mixture of Meshuggah and One Direction at times. <laughs> yep. Um, nailed it by the way yeah, you need to look that yeah. <laughs> yeah. really super technical uh, sort of riffs and time signatures and it gets proper sort of it, get, it gets proper tech metal at times um, yeah. but then they balance it out with these beautiful three part pop vocal harmonies yeah it's mental yeah yeah I um, I saw like the, there's very few bands like them really that I know of anyway like crazy I've seen them. Uh, I've obviously seen them a lot live over the years, and um, I do remember seeing them uh, in the Axiom Tent at uh, Trees um, last year, and um, yeah. it was it was really early on. I think they were only like second on. It was about one o'clock in the afternoon on the first day, yeah. and uh, and the the crowd were hot for it. It was awesome yeah. to see, and yeah, they're they're 
they're so full of bounce, they're so full of enthusiasm when they play this music, and their vocal harmonies are just sort of second to none, really. Especially, um, I don't mean to sort of single them out, because I think they're all brilliant musicians, but Lewis, their drummer, man, is just... Yeah, uh, mesmerising to kind of watch and listen to the way he does those sort of technical drums and somehow sings like an absolute angel is kind of beyond yeah. me. It's mental. Yeah, I mean, I felt like on that tour they really showed us up. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. saw you guys at that yeah, show like, actually. Yeah, like, yeah. honestly, like I felt like when my every time I watched him, I was like fuck, I need to go out here now and, mm. and really try and pull this off. Mm-hmm. Or like, just yeah. kind of sneak out the side door, like you, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys got this. It's cool. Like they actually, when we were setting up at Trees last year, we I could hear them uh, playing in the tent opposite us, mm. and like even just hearing them, I was like, oh my god! Know, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like we have to like follow, not follow, but you know, people from that tent yeah. are going to come to our tent, and they've just heard that I show, know. and you're like, fuck! <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling the flares out the bag. I'm like, ah, get the flares! Get the secret <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they're doing. Um, they're obviously doing a, a full band set. I'm trying to look up what day they're actually playing. Um, I believe they're playing on the. You know what? I think they might actually only be doing an acoustic set this year. Oh really? No. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah, they did that last year as well. It was amazing. Did yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, see any of it? Uh, I didn't see any of it, but they brought out that acoustic EP at the start of the year, and it kind of shows their um, their sort of pedigree, even as an acoustic band. We're, the we've talent. been uh, endless talent. I don't. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I don't like them. I don't like them. <laughs> Right, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Miko are playing in the forest, and yeah, I don't think they're actually doing a full band set this year. I mean, I I probably, if I am wrong, someone please correct me on this because a Prestamico show is the absolute best time. But even then, go and see them in the forest because they definitely, they are definitely a. Um, right, that a, sounds a bit weird. Like, when, <laughs> go and see their acoustic set in the forest. <laughs> Wait for them in the forest. Yeah, don't like yeah. <laughs> I did not mean for it to sound that creepy, honestly. Mm. Um, right, so you've got one band left to tell us about today. I um, feel like there's a drum roll, like in order. Oh god! Who is it? Are you, are you fucking slapping a fish off the wall? <laughs> <laughs> uh, last band. The last band is last band is Jonica. Ah, um, wonderful! Yeah, it, it, we have um, we've been we've been a fan for a while now, mm. and uh, they they just keep getting better and better, mm. like frightening. Um, yeah, they've fucking smashed it, man. And I, um, yeah, honestly, I don't have a lot to say. I just feel like just go and listen to their music, go and see them play. They're fucking get. They've just got. They tick all the boxes. Like, yeah. They're just smashing it, man. Yeah. yeah, and they're on the main stage this year, which I, I feel like that's the only place for them now. Yeah, no, right, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. They'll probably be bigger than most of the bands on that bill by yeah, next summer. Yeah, I totally agree. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It, it feels like they're getting there, that's for sure. I mean, the momentum behind them right now is just yeah. insane. And yeah. for, for good reason as well. I wasn't really... Not that I wasn't, like, actively not a fan, but, I, I, you know, I was hearing the name around a lot and I just not really checked uh, checked Yonica out until this uh, this new album. 
Um, although that is a lie that I think they had a um, I think they had a song used on like a WWE pay per view, yeah. which just yeah. goes to show the potential that this band have if they're being yeah. used on massive pay per views out in the states. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 new album which came out in May, "Don't Wait Till Tomorrow," yeah. um, it really kind of it it took me it very pleasantly took me aback. Like yeah, exactly. Like I feel like. They are, they are where they are on merit. Like they, they write, they fucking write amazing songs. Mm. That they write. I think fucking, it's all self-produced as well. Yeah. yeah. They, fucking, wow. They just write really. Bands. Yeah. Like, and do so, I mean what more? Because no one can argue with that. No. Like. So yeah. I was the same as you though, Danny. At first for a while, but then they brought out Bad Company. Mm-hmm. That song, Bad Company, and I was mm. like, yeah. this is fucking amazing. They definitely changed our sound. Like, yeah. I, 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 a bit heavier, eh? Like, yeah. Like yeah, heavier and. I think it's just more, just more catchy, more hooky, and more poppy. Like, um, in my, in my opinion, but oh yeah, I'm so happy for them. Even the title track from the album, uh, "Don't Wait Till Tomorrow," when that they, they dropped that like just before the album came out, mm, yeah. and I was just like, "This is so relatable and I know, amazing!" I know. <laughs> like, yeah, amazing. I know. Smashed it. It's interesting because I feel like they're kind of just on that. Two thousand trees, you know, as a whole is is a extremely diverse festival, and I feel like they're one of the bands on the lineup this year, which possibly have the most. I want to kind want to say mainstream appeal. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Next year they'll be bigger than all those bands. 100%. Yeah. Like when when we're looking ahead to you know the next couple of years of going. All right. Well, who do we want to see headlining this thing? You've mm. got to throw their name into the hat. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring out another couple massive singles before next summer, like you don't need anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's not a lot going to be stopping them. Right, so. No, it's funny though. I've actually never seen them live. No, I I haven't seen them live yet either. So I just trust that they're good. I've heard them live. (laughs) I'm definitely going to try and get along to see at least some of their set. They are are clashing with with Conjurer uh, this year, who are a band who I've had on the podcast twice and I've still not seen them live. I feel mm. like I really can't avoid it anymore. Not that I've been avoiding I mean, to, to to see them live, but you know there is a little bit of like Yonica's set before uh, Contra come on. So I'm definitely yeah. going to try and make it like the first few songs of Yonica's set. You catch some singles, man. You catch some singles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, hey, Miss Janine, thank you so much for coming back on Bitch and Brew today, and um, and we very much look forward to catching up with you at uh, at 2000 Trees, and good luck for your main stage set. Hell yeah, man. So much, man. All right, nice one. Good to chat to you guys. All right, thank you very much to Janine and Hamish from Vukovi for giving me their picks for 2000 Trees this year. Very much looking forward to seeing them hit up the main stage and do what they do best. Um, if you haven't seen Vukovi yet, then get down to the main stage on Saturday because their shows are just outrageously fun. You'll find your new favourite band if you haven't heard Vukovi before. Go and check them out. Right, before we go, uh, let me give you five more tips for bands to see at 2000 Trees this year, courtesy of yours truly. Now, little disclaimer, there are obviously tons of bands on the bill this year that I've spoken about multiple times in multiple capacities. Um, you know, also some friends of the podcast and previous guests. So when I put this list of five together with the with the greatest of respect to those bands that we talk about a lot, I didn't just want to sound like a, a broken record. 
and tell you sort of once again that you should go and see I don't know Milk Teeth or Puppy or Turnstile or Jamie Lemon, Conjurer, Wallflower, all those great bands. You know at this point that you should go and see all of those bands. But um, you know some of, some of the bands that I wanted to bring up as well have already been mentioned in the uh, in the chats that you've heard up to this point. So you know I just kind of wanted to do something a bit different and point out some bands that maybe we haven't had a chat to on the podcast yet or just haven't really had an opportunity to talk about. Um, so the first band I want to recommend are playing pretty early on on the on the new stage on Thursday, and that band is called Foxjaw, uh, spelt P H O X J A W. You may recognise the name um, because they've been on tour lately with the likes of Pagan and Black Peaks, and just the other day they released their second EP um, on Hassle Records. Uh, it's called A Playground for Sad Adults. Um, I won't say too much about that. How I, you know, how I feel about that EP now, because we'll be reviewing it in a future episode of the Bitch and Review. But oh boy, it's it's really damn good, and um, it's actually really hard to paint them into uh, a single corner. Foxjaw, not that not that I like to do that with bands anyway, um, as I mentioned before. But if you like any kind of alternative heavy music that's kind of dark and angular and experimental but also like quite hook heavy um then you can definitely do a lot worse than Foxjaw I think I'm I'm kind of yet to see them live um but I've heard from extremely reliable sources that they they really deliver on the on the promise made from their EPs of kind of carrying this quite menacing energy in their music so I'm I'm very excited to go and see them so if you get there early enough on the Thursday I recommend you do so too they're called Foxjaw and they're playing the new stage as are lots of other really good bands across the weekend um, now I know I said I wasn't going to concentrate so much on the bands that we frequently covered on the podcast or, or like had on in person um, but I did want to talk about one band that has been spoken about very recently um, and by very recently I mean on the latest episode the bitch in review um and that band is of course the wild hearts um i think trees considering their lineup largely comprises relatively young up-and-coming contemporary bands uh, from the alternative scene i think trees do a really good job of booking that sort of legend slivery year you hear that phrase band around a lot with glastonbury um and whatnot but i think trees do a really good job of it as well and we've seen it before with the likes of uh, Lemuria and um, Ash have played before, McCluskey. Um, we've already mentioned while chatting to Vukovi that uh, A are playing this year, which is awesome. They've also got Therapy headlining the Axiom stage, who are from the same kind of Brit rock era as the Wild Hearts. Um, and, you know, these, these booking choices, they don't ever seem misguided. misguided. It always feels kind of right. Um, Brad and I obviously spoke about the Wild Hearts latest album, which is called Renaissance Men, on episode 5 of the Bitchin' Review. You can go back and listen to that now for a full review of the record. Uh, but one thing I will kind of tease from that review is that we, we both kind of agreed that while they're all now in their in their late 40s or even you know early to mid 50s, they play with all the kind of vigour and enthusiasm of a band half their age. It's crazy, really. And I know... Not everyone was as mad on the announcement that the Wild Hearts were playing Trees as as I certainly was. I went mad for that. Um, but I do think now is the best time for them to be converting a lot of 
uh, people into into new fans. It's the classic lineup touring again. They're sounding as good as they ever have done on record, and I, I'd imagine probably live as well. It's been a few years since I've seen the Wild Hearts, but give them 45 minutes to an hour on the main stage, um, which is where they're playing on the Friday, um, and it will be just the most joyous, greatest hit set I think you'll ever see on that stage. Even if you haven't ever listened to the Wild Hearts, go and see their set because you'll walk away with their songs and their choruses in your head for fucking weeks on end afterwards. They're they're the real dark horse of this year's festival. Um, So yeah, the Wild Hearts playing on the main stage on Friday. Um, Next up, I'm going to delve into the fabled forest of Upcoat Farm um, and to an act I'm really hoping I get the time to see, especially seeing as I think you can count the amount of times of um, or the amount of gigs, sorry, she has played uh, on your fingers still. Um, and already she's poised to be one of the best alternative solo acts this country currently has to offer. And her name is A.A. Williams. Uh, you may remember, actually, we covered her debut EP on a really early episode um, of the Bitch and Review, I think it may have been episode one, um, which was a little while ago now. Um, but as a kind of recap, she creates very uh, atmospheric, glacial, swirling, almost quite sort of doomy, but ultimately dreamy acoustic folk music that is very reminiscent of that uh, crop of amazing women around right now. She gets compared quite frequently to, you know, Chelsea Wolfe and Emma Ruth Rundle, etc. But you know, she does bring some rather unique elements to that sound, and I know that a lot of the conversation around her EP through names like Radiohead and PJ Harvey and Joni Mitchell and the like into into the hat, and and rightfully so. Um, AA Williams is going to be playing a forest session on the Saturday, and if this is your first time going to Trees, I I beg of you to visit the forest at least once, um, especially if you can do so for AA Williams, just because. I imagine that setting will be will be perfectly suited to her music and it will probably be quite the immersive and and intoxicating experience seeing her in the forest. So yeah, AA Williams, she's playing in there on the Saturday. Now uh, it's time to ramp it up for my last two recommendations, uh, both of which are playing just next to the forest on the uh, on the cave stage uh, on the Saturday. Uh, the first of those bands I want to shout out is called Danger Face. Now, you may not know this band. Uh, you may not know a lot of the bands on this lineup, for that matter. And admittedly, I don't know a great deal um, about this band myself. But what I do know is that they rip ass. Honestly, they are a Norwegian uh, punk and roll band. They put out their debut album, which is rather suitably called Get Loud, um, earlier this year. If you like the Bronx, if you like Turbo Negro, if you like the Cantspats, who are obviously head nine in the cave on the Friday, um, if you like smashing beer cans against your head until they kind of burst open and then Stone Cold Steve Austining that shit, then I think you're going to have a whale of a time with this band. I think they're on relatively early in the day, so it would be quite the uh, the wake-up call after the Thrill Collins silent disco the night before. Um, there's not really a lot I can say about their live show because, again, I haven't I haven't seen it yet, so... Yeah, nothing at all I can say about them live, really. But my God, I listen to that new album, Get Loud, and I just picture in my head that there'll be a huge amount of fun live. So, yeah, 
I uh, can't really say much more than that. Dangerface, the cave, around Saturday lunchtime, early afternoon, should be an absolute blast. Um, one final band to talk about, and uh, it's a band you're going to be hearing a lot more about, and, and maybe even a lot more from uh, on Bitch and Brew in the not-too-distant future, and that band is the Saint Pierre Snake Invasion. Um, what I was saying about Wild Hearts being a, a dark horse for this year's lineup, I think Saint Pierre... Um, you know, although not really a huge band at, at the moment, they're they're still playing in in quite a quite a well respected their slot. They're playing directly, I believe, before Frank Iero and the Future Violence hit up the Cave stage. They're headlining that on the Saturday, um, but Saint Pierre are subheadlining, and I think they're one of the bands that people will be walking away from trees. Uh, talking about the most and it already seems like a lot of the chatter has been around uh, St. Pierre and how excited people are to see them I'd imagine that's down to the fact that they're fresh from releasing their second album which is called Caprice Enchante which we will be covering on the next episode of the Bitch and Review coming very soon subscribe um now I don't want to give too much away right now uh, before you hear that and I really don't want to jump the gun but it's much like I was saying about Foxjaw, if you like angular, heavy music in any capacity, you'll find something in the St. Pierre Snake Invasion set to, to cling on to, I reckon. It'll be, once again, my first time seeing them. There's a lot of bands I'm really looking forward to seeing for the first time this year, um, but reliable sources once again tell me that they've been the highlight of the weekend of trees in previous years, and um, and at festivals like Arc Tangent as well, so there's a, there's a lot, a whole lot of expectation around St. Pierre Snake Invasion. Um, but I fully have faith in them to take that expectation and really capitalise upon it. So go and watch the St. Pierre Snake Invasion in the cave on Saturday. I think they're on immediately after Every Time I Die finish on the main stage, which is nuts. Um, but before you do that, before you head off to Upcote Farm next weekend, go and listen to the new album, Caprice Enchante. It's on Spotify, it's on Bandcamp, I think, as well. My fucking God, cannot wait to chat about that album on the Bitch and Review. Um, right, that's probably enough from me. That's five bands, isn't it? Yeah, that's enough from me and enough about 2,000 Trees for the moment, uh, which is, again, happening later this week, uh, the 11th to the 13th of July on Upcoat Farm in the glorious setting of the Cotswolds. The headliners, once again, are Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls, who once again have been a, a big talking point lately, perhaps not for the best of reasons. Uh, moving on quickly, um, Yumi at Six and Def Havana. Um, go and watch Vukovi on the main stage on Saturday. Go and watch I Told You I'd Eat You on the new stage on the Friday. Go and watch all of the bands that we've recommended in this podcast. And uh, if the way we've spoken about these bands, if, the, if we haven't quite sold them to you yet, I'd still encourage you just to take a walk around the tree site. Go from tent to tent. The site's really not that big at all. Just go and discover some new music. Go and find your new favourite band. Um, if you're one of those people that just kind of sits in their tent all day at a festival and doesn't watch any of the bands, then then I can't help you. You're, you're on your own there. Um, I'll be there at 2000 Trees, obviously. I think I've made it clear at that point. Um, I'm doing some more interviews backstage for a future Trees special. Uh, Brad and I will review it for that special as well. So as ever, make sure you're subscribed. Link to do that is 
is, is in the bio, but then I imagine it's probably easier for you to just click subscribe on whatever platform you're using to stream this podcast right now, um, especially if that platform is Apple Podcasts, in which leave me uh, leave me a little review if you've enjoyed this, because, uh, you know, those... those uh, those listener reviews really do go a long way on on tools like Apple Podcasts. Um, if you are going to trees with friends, then be sure to share this with them. Put it all over your socials. Come and find Bitch and Brew on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. All the links again to do that are in the bio of this episode. And of course, if you see me out and about at trees and you somehow know what I look like, come and say hi. I'm extremely approachable. It'd be lovely to chat to you. Um, all right, that is genuinely enough from me. I will see you all at 2000 Trees. Thanks again for listening to Bitch and Brew's Bitch and Festival preview. This is Danny Randon reminding you, as ever, to be loud, be kind, and be bitching. <laughs>